On today's episode of the PDX Pet Connection, I have Denise Dunlavy, an animal communicator and massage therapist. Stay tuned to hear how she can help you uncover the root of your dog's behavior, if your beloved cat has anything to relate to you from the other side, or how animal massage can help your pet live their best life. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection Podcast. If you are a Portland pet parent, then you have come to the right place. This podcast connects you to Portland-based pet businesses, services, and nonprofits. You get to hear their story and what they're doing in the Portland pet community. If you love this podcast and want to connect to other pet parents in the Portland area, head on over to our Facebook group and join in on the fun. And now, your host, dog photographer, donut connoisseur, whiskey lover, and Sherlock fan, Kim Hoschel. Podcast. On today's episode, I have Denise Dunlavy, an animal communicator. Hi, Denise. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited. I met Denise at Doggy Dash and we had an interesting conversation and I just had to have her on the show. So welcome. So what is animal communication? Animal communication is a way of connecting to an animal's energy to get messages without using words. I get images, feelings, sometimes I hear actual words, and then I interpret those symbols for people. I don't really think of myself as being psychic. I have just learned how to tune in to this energy. And I actually consider myself very down to earth for someone that does animal communication (laughs) because I try to learn as much as I can about animal behavior and health so that I can give people practical things that they can do after a session. And I would actually say that most of my clients are not spiritually minded. Usually they're people who've tried everything else. And so now they've come to me to see if I can uh, get to the root of what's actually going on in the animal's head. Oh, funny. So what led you to become an animal communicator and healer? I think I was always born to be a healer. It just took me a little while to find that. Uh, I'm very lucky because I feel like I have found my purpose in life. And I spent two decades in the corporate world. And I was always very unhappy and I didn't fit in. And I kept thinking, if I just find a different position or a different company, that then it will be better. And so I kept making the jump and I had a whole bunch of different jobs. And then I found the metaphysical world. And that happened because uh, there were people that were brought into my life to show me that. And, And really, the reason that I got into it is because people kept telling me I was psychic. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So I didn't know that I had these abilities until I started really feeling into it and learned how to use them. Interesting. So I noticed on your website that you treat people too. Did you start treating people first, animals first, or did it just all come together? I actually did start working with people first. So on my journey, uh, The first thing I did was I found kind of a school where they teach clairvoyant training. 
And so I started taking these classes and that's how I started learning how to understand what messages were coming through and what things meant. And in that class, uh, after I'd been doing it for a while, we started doing energy healings and aura clearings for people. So it was really for the public. They had kind of a walk-in uh, walk time and people would come in and um, and we would do this as students. And I started getting a really good reaction. People would say, oh, my gosh, how did you know that? Or people would feel the energy and they'd say, oh, my gosh, do you have a card? I want, you know, I want to work with you. And so that helped me to really have the confidence to start doing this. And then I found an animal communication teacher. So I didn't know that I could do this until I started taking the class and started practicing it. The, the practice really has a lot to do with it. And also my teacher really encouraged me. So she was the one that said, this is really working. You're really doing this because it does kind of feel like it's just in your head. Right. And so when I realized that this was actually happening was a time when I did a reading for a client uh, and I was still just practicing because it wasn't actually a client. It was somebody I was practicing with. And the animal showed me an image. It looked like a pillow that was green on one side and it was a brown plaid on the other side. And the owner afterwards literally sent me a picture and it was the picture from the dog's kennel. And it was a, a brown blanket and on top of it was a, a green blanket. It was an Oregon Ducks blanket. So, so that kind of color. And when they sent me this picture and I could actually see it and I said that that is exactly what I saw in my mind when I was doing this reading. That was kind of a turning point because because I was able to get actual proof and know that right. this is a real thing. Well, yeah. And that'd be an unusual thing to put together. You know, right. That I, would, I would be like a super common up. thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's crazy. So what I noticed you offer a bunch of kind of services. So like what kind of services do you offer? The main one is the animal communication. I started out offering various services and I thought I, I would see where the clients came from. And most people want the animal communication. And it varies in length. I offer different sessions everywhere from a single question to 90 minutes. And the animal does not have to be there. I use a picture to connect with them. I prefer to have a picture where I can see their eyes because that kind of helps. But I do all of my sessions over Zoom. And uh, it works just as good or better than being in person. And I can also work with animals who are living or who have passed. So I also offer pet massage. Mm -hmm. There, There is actually a school for that. It's the, the Northwest School of Animal Massage where I did training. And I actually did this first because I knew I was being called to work with pets and animals, but I didn't, I didn't know yet that I could communicate. And I was kind of trying to, to figure out exactly where I was going. And I don't actually have a physical location. So for the pet massage, I travel to to the home oh, okay. and, and do the sessions there and um, anywhere in the Portland area, pretty much. So, so then you also have animal hospice support. 
That's correct. Uh, through my experiences, I found that this is very much a service that's needed. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of animal hospice or thought about it until last year. And I had several clients where they have you know, a cat that's 18 or 19 or a dog who's 15 or 16, and they know they're getting older. They know they're not going to live forever, but they have no idea how much time they actually have left. And and most of the time, the clients would come to me because of health issues. They'd say they're they're not doing great, but there doesn't seem to be something wrong. And so I started taking a course in uh, animal hospice. And so what I do is really coaching. It's kind of helping people through that time. And I've learned some practical things that you can do, like having a kit to be ready with things that you might need. Or what signs to look for to to measure how your pet is doing or when they might be close to getting ready. So this can go along with animal communication because I can actually ask the animal how they're feeling or how they think they're doing. But it's also really useful for people who don't necessarily believe in the animal communication part. That mm-hmm. there, It's not for everyone. Right. So <laughs> there are some people that are very skeptical. And so this is something that I also offer um, just on, for practical purposes of, of things that people might need help during this time. Yeah, because it is it's one of those things you always second guess the decision because I know we went through it with our dog. You know, we were like, yeah, because they always seem to rally like right at the end and have that moment of like, it's everything seems normal. And so you start to second guess and get in your head and it'd be, it's always good to have that person to be able to go, okay, this is what's really happening. And yeah, you need to, you need to stop hanging on for your sake. Right. And I see that with, uh, with animals who've passed, their people almost always feel guilty. It doesn't matter how they pass. If they passed on their own, they think, oh, I should have noticed something. I should have done something. If they have to help them, they think, was it too soon or too late? And so uh, working with pets who have passed is actually very rewarding for me because I think it brings people a lot of peace. Yeah, because it is such a difficult time. And when you have to make a decision, you know, one of the worst decisions you'll ever make in your life. And yes, it's it's good to have that peace for sure. Yes, yes. So I do also offer intuitive readings for people. Uh, I Sometimes what happens is I get a client for animal communication and then they'll come back for themselves once they get a feel for how I operate and, mm-hmm. and the kinds of messages that come through. And I also teach animal communication. So I have a couple online courses right now. And in the fall, I'm planning to do a workshop, which will just be a couple hours. And also um, a more in-depth class that would be like four weeks in a row. And I really do think that everyone can learn how to do this. It's it's a skill. I do feel like some people have more abilities than others. It might come naturally. But I didn't know that I could do this until I tried it. Right. And so I think it can be useful for anyone especially if they're just trying to understand their own pets better. And we could all stand to do that. Yes. <laughs> We're still trying to understand Benny. 
he, he, he's got a, a language of his own. I'm telling you. Well, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> so what can people expect from a session? Like what does, you know, what is it, does it entail? In an animal communication session, I, I start before I get on a call with someone and I do a meditation. And basically what I'm doing is raising my vibration so I can meet, match the vibration of the animal. And then when we start, I communicate or I connect with them and I try to ask them something about their personality or some kind of identifying information. So I start by getting this so that we can validate that it's the animal and and that I am actually connecting to them. It has happened before where I was actually connecting to a different animal than the one I was trying to connect to. (laughs) Yes, especially if there's multiple animals in a household. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes one of them is like, I want to go first. I want to talk, even if I think I'm trying to connect to a different one. So, so that can happen. But once we've established that, I usually let them kind of go first and see what they have to say. Sometimes they will immediately answer the questions that the person had because they already know. They just don't have the words to tell their person. Or sometimes they'll bring up something completely different. They'll be like, well, this is what I want to talk about. And then, then the people will ask their questions. Right. So we can kind of go through, um, you know, anything that they, they want to ask about. Inter- yeah. Cause I can imagine Benny probably knows exactly what we would ask about. Cause when he does stuff, we're like, what are you think? What is going on in that head? So he's yeah. probably like, I'm trying to tell you stupid people, but I I tell people in order to prepare for a session to tell their animals that I'm going to talk to them and tell them the questions ahead of time because they they do understand people are very connected to their pets and their pets are very aware of what's going on. Like I said, they just can't can't necessarily give give an answer back in, in our language. Right. So like, what are some of like the benefits and results that you've seen from this practice? There are several different kinds of issues that might come up or reasons that people come to see me. A big one is behavior issues. Mm -hmm. So if your animal is doing something uh, that you don't necessarily want them to do, the first thing I would do is ask them why they're doing a certain behavior. Sometimes it's filling a purpose for them. So if we know that, we can figure out how they can get the need met in a different way. And I can also tell them or ask them what we want them to do instead. Some animals will listen right away. Sometimes (laughs) you can tell them and they still have free will. So they might say, I'm not going to do that just because you asked me to. But one example where I get good results is cats not using the litter box. I have had clients that said, as soon as you talk to them, they use a litter box, didn't have any more issues. And uh, another one, there was a dog that was pooping in his crate at night. And after our session, the next day, the, uh, the client said, didn't, didn't happen last night. Didn't do it. So I love hearing the stories and the follow-up of what happens, but in a case where a cat's not using the litter box, I can ask them to, you know, tell them we only use the litter box or there's things like they might say they don't like their litter or they don't like where the box is. So that's something easy that can be fixed. Mm -hmm. So so then we can look at it that way. 
Another thing that comes up is health concerns. And I don't necessarily know exactly what's wrong. Uh, usually the animal doesn't know either. So they mm-hmm. can't tell me, oh, I, you know, I have a urinary infection because they don't really know. They tell me how it feels. Mm-hmm. So they can tell me how it feels and what their level of, of pain is. And the funny thing about health issues is that I actually feel it in my body. That's how I know what's going on with them. So I had an instance one time where a friend asked me to talk to her dog. She had sent me a message and said, you know, I think there's something wrong. And I was going to get to it later. But while I was going about what I was doing, I got a terrible earache. And I thought, this is so strange. I have no idea why this came out of nowhere. And then I thought, well, I, I asked her. And I said, is there anything going on with your dog's left ear? And she said, dogs had a chronic ear infection in the left ear for months. And so i that's how I knew what was going on. I had another time where I was getting ready for a session. It was about an hour away and I got really nauseous. And I was thinking, I, I, I don't know if I can do this session. I, I really don't feel good. And then I realized it was from the animal that I was going to be talking to. And so once I acknowledge it and I say, okay, I hear you, I got the message, then that feeling will go away. That's amazing. So, so, yeah. So it, and I can't explain it. it it's so exciting and it, crazy when it happens, but that's why I, I may not know a diagnosis or what kind of issue is going on, but they certainly direct me to different parts of the body. Well, and I would th- imagine that that could be helpful if it's something going on that is h- difficult for us to see. Right. That at and least we could maybe like direct a vet, like maybe kind of, <laughs> I think this is going on. But Yes. You could at least say, can you check this out? Or can you, you know, can you check this particular area? I also had uh, an example where um, the way that I would describe it is it felt like a pulled muscle. Mm-hmm. and the client told me their dog had just had a surgery. And so I was able to say, okay, well, it feels a little tight. It feels a little uncomfortable, but I knew it wasn't painful because I had I had an analogy of a way to, to describe kind of what it felt like. Interesting. And another big topic yeah. is end-of-life questions. Uh, and, and as I was mentioning before, it – it's a really difficult time. And I certainly can't tell people what to do, but our pets are almost always ready to go before the person is. Mm-hmm. And so that is a big part that comes up. But I have had animals say, I just want one more week. There was one in particular that uh, lived in a home that had a lot of animals. And said, I want to spend one-on-one time with each of the animals so that I can say goodbye to them. And so I kind of, I need another week. Oh, wow. Uh, Another thing that will come up is they'll say, here are are the signs. I'm going to do this and this and this. And then you'll know that Mm -hmm. it's time. And I had one client who came back to me and said, it happened exactly how you said it would. And I don't even remember exactly what I told her, 
but she said, you know, there was like one, two and three and these steps happened. And so, so she knew cause the dog had told her that. And I always say, it wasn't me that told you, it was the dog that told you that I'm just, right. um, I'm just interpreting. That's amazing. Wow. It gives me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there are lots of other reasons that people might, might come to me. Uh, sometimes multiple animals in a household aren't getting along mm-hmm. or uh, an animal's behavior or mood might change. And they're trying to figure out what was different from, you know, a year ago to now. Uh, or sometimes people just want to know what their pet is thinking. So some of my sessions are, you know, people just show up and they're kind of like, I just want to know what's going on in his head. And, and then those conversations can go in any number of directions. So now if, if you're treating one animal in the household and another one kind of like pushes their way in, do you deal with multiple animals during a session if that's kind of what happens? Absolutely. And I have people book all the time that have two or three animals that they want to talk to. And if there's only one and the other one comes through, I still still let them say what they want to say. Um, because another part of this work is that I'm here to give to give animals a voice. I'm I'm here to allow them to do that. So it's also a gift to the animals. It's something that I can do for them. And and so I want to give them that chance. And sometimes the way they come through is they actually have have kind of different voices sometimes, if that makes sense. Uh So so they can kind of both be talking at the same time. Uh, You know, one of them, you know, we might ask a question and uh, I'm talking to one of them and the other one will say, but what, but what about me? But what about this? So I can kind of tell after I've created a connection, which one is answering the question. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that I offer, uh, one of my options is 90 minutes and that's really so we can cover lots of different animals. And, um, sometimes they'll tell me which order they're going to go in. If I open, cause I really start to get messages as soon as I open their pictures. And there's often one that says, I'm going first. Like, you know, so they come through um, very clearly in that regard. And so, sometimes they're kind of like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. And the person can choose. <laughs> That's funny. So like, what kind of pets do you treat? I, I work with all animals. So it's mostly cats, dogs, and horses. Those are the ones I get uh, primarily, but I've also talked to pet rabbits, rats, turtles, birds is another pretty common one. Uh, the most unusual animals I got to work with were alpacas. Oh, wow. uh, When I was training, my teacher happened to know somebody that has an alpaca farm. And so we went there and... Um, and it's really helpful because uh, the owner was able to give us uh, confirmation. Mm-hmm. So I can say, oh, well, you know, the alpaca is telling me this one. I remember it very vividly said, I miss my mom. I want my mom. Oh. And and there had been a recent death. Um, it wasn't actually the animal's mom, but it was was another alpaca that that she was close to. Um, but with the training, it's really important to get that confirmation 
So I can say something and they say, yes, this is, this is accurate. So now I trust more what's coming through. I, I can trust it rather than thinking, oh, I don't know. Is this, you know, is this just in my head? So, uh, but that was really fun. I'm really glad I got that, that opportunity. I can also communicate with animals in the wild. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of different because you might have different kinds of questions that you're, you're asking. And they also talk sometimes as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like if I was talking to a squirrel, they might tell me something about what life is like for all squirrels, not just specific to them. So that's my experience. Um, I also feel like the communication is more clear if there's an intention. Mm-hmm. So if I say, I'm just going to talk to this animal and see what they have to say. Sometimes I don't get anything or it's not very clear. But if a person says, will you ask this question, then it comes through clearly. So so there, there is something to be said about like having a purpose behind it. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense that you, you know, if they understand what you want, then they might actually give you an answer. Right. Right. <laughs> Instead of going, well, I could tell you anything because we people do it too. Well, tell me about yourself. And you're like, um, <laughs> That's very true. What, Just give me a direction and we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> so how can somebody schedule with you? The very best way to schedule with me is through my website. You can book and pay and and get all the information you need. And it is intuitivedenise.com. And my name is spelled D-E-N-I-S-E. And you can also contact me through the website. So, so that's probably also the easiest way. If you have questions, you can reach out. I also have my classes on my website and I will be listing the dates for the in-person sessions. So you can always join my email list so that I can email out when those dates are. Oh, awesome. So does somebody need a veterinary referral to work with you? Not for animal communication. Um, If there is Anything that comes up that is questionable, I always recommend going to a vet. I am not a medical professional. And um, even if I have an idea of what's going on, I still say you need to check with a vet. I do check in with a veterinarian for the animal massage. Okay. And that's just to make sure that they're healthy enough for massage and that there's no medical conditions that I need to know about. Uh, But that's the only time when I would go through a vet myself. Okay. Awesome. So what events do you have coming up in the near future that we can start looking for? Well, I am going to be doing an event on July 29th, which is at Highland Estates. They're having a pause and Pinot event, which they do every year. And they have a special uh, Pinot that they release uh, that is for a, uh, a different charity each year. And this year it's one tail at a time, Love them. Uh, which is, yeah, good. I'm glad you know about them. And so I'm going to be doing uh, free readings there. Uh, so that that's the next event that I have coming up. Um, as I mentioned, I don't have dates yet for the workshops and the class, but it will be in the fall. And I also do metaphysical fairs. And so animal communication is very, is a very small part of what's there. There's lots of, tarot readers, psychic readings. Uh, they sell 
uh, crystals and jewelry. So if you're more on kind of the woo woo side, those are kind of fun events. And I do, I do paid readings at those. And the next one is actually in December, uh, but I have the details about that on my website as well. Oh, great. So do you have any pets yourself? I do. I have two cats and they are the loves of my life. Uh, my boy is Declan and my girl is Shay. And it's funny because they're almost always with me when I do my readings. I've got one of them on my lap or they're <laughs> wandering around. And I do think they kind of know when when I'm doing that. And I, I feel like they help. Uh, Declan was kind of my inspiration for this work because I was holding him one time and I was, it was holding him like a baby. And he was looking at, up at me and I thought, I feel like he's looking into my soul. Like he, he's a very spiritual kitty. So, mm -hmm. so he has taught me a lot. And another thing about having my, my cats is that it helps me relate to, to the clients that I'm dealing with. Uh, for instance, Declan also has had a lot of health issues. And so I know, you know, all the medications that he took. And so when people are bringing things up and saying, oh, I don't know, my vet is suggesting this or that, I have more of a frame of reference. So I will also use them as examples and say, well, this is what worked for them. And uh, so that gives me also another layer of, um, of knowledge that I can share, especially uh, because of all of his conditions. If I have an animal that has the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. it, I can actually say, okay, well, here's, here's some of the, the things that you can do for that. Oh, that's great. But they, but they inspire me every day. And uh, they, I just love my animals. I love all animals. I love that they're so unconditional. Yep. Yep, exactly. So is there anything else that you'd like the listeners to know before we go? I would really like the listeners to know that uh, animal communication can be for anyone. It doesn't have to be a big spiritual, psychic kind of woo-woo thing that I do really try and, and offer practical solutions. And, and so um, it, it, it can be a great experience just to get an understanding of, of what your animal is thinking. And I would love to meet all of you and your animals. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure we'll be scheduling an appointment for Benny. You've met him. You know, he's crazy. So. <laughs> we'll so, find out what's going on in that head of his. Exactly. Well, Denise, thank you so much for joining us today. And as usual, I will have all your information for contacting you in the episode notes so that everybody can learn more about your business. And uh, I'm sure I will be talking to you in the future. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye for now. If you love seeing cute photos of pets and connecting with other pet parents and businesses in Portland, let's continue the conversation in our Facebook group. I would love to hear about your pets, answer your questions, and get suggestions for what you want to hear on the podcast. I'll see you in the PDX Pet Connection Facebook group.